and he takes the cork out and it pops. And there's an effervescence that comes out and it's everything that you are. And he says, they will taste the fruit of who you are during this year and all will share because this is that season. It will be good, is what the Lord says. So we cast away the assignments of the enemy over your life and we bring out the good year that this thing was bottled and we release it for the intended purpose that it was caused to, 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 to serve during this time. Step into that. Oh, but you might say I'm not ready or it is not good or it's not me or it's just any old bottle of wine. He says, but it has your name on it. It has this date. This is the year that he's releasing. So we call forth courage in you, Robert, as you take your place now. You saw what he's done for your family and for your children and for your wife and for your business. But now he says, this is just for you. This is personal. He says, I've saved the best for last. The year of Robert. We call forth your gifting this day in Jesus' name. So while we were praying, <clears throat> I heard, uh, this, is what I, this is what I heard for both of you. You don't, you don't, have, to, you don't have to prove anything. Nothing else. You don't have to. That, that mantle or that thing has been on you. It's been on a lot of us. That to have to prove something, you don't have to prove anything. The other side of that is, is this. Your gifting is your gifting. It's your gifting. It's not mine. It's not hers. It's not his. It's your gifting. He wants you to be you. This is the year where you can be, it's all right to be you. Just receive what it is, and I heard the Spirit of the Lord say, what do you want to do? What's in you to do? You're not the, the you don't have to be the individuals that you thought you've had to be. I'm releasing you to be who you want to be, who God's called you to be. And sometimes we give words, and those words come packaged with preconceived ideas. Don't think what she said, what he said, what I've said, what others have said. Don't let that take shape Listen to the heart. We want you to be you. You want to go down across the street? Go down across the street. Figuratively is what I'm saying. You want to drive a pink car? Drive a pink car. You want to drive a bus? Drive a bus. Be free to be who you are. Nothing else. That's what you have nothing. You don't have to prove anything to him at all or anybody. He's proud of you. He loves you. I'm proud of you. I love you. Amen. All the single people, come here. All the single, no, you're not single, you're engaged. Well, wait a minute. Okay, we'll do y'all in a minute. All the single people, come on. single people too. Y'all can stay play. We'll come 
pray for y'all. This is all the single people come forward. Come on. Now, all the married folk, y'all put your hands towards them. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. There's a reason why there's a reason why Paul said Paul's perspective. When you read the Bible, you have to read it from their perspective. You have to read it in light of the entire word. Paul said it's better for you to be single sometimes. He wasn't saying that in generalities. He was saying that to individuals. What he's saying, because we know marriage was part of the beginning. But there are people that aren't married, and there are people that don't want to be married, and that's fine. What he's saying is this. He's saying there's something to being true to what's in you. Not trying to live up to a standard that somebody else has placed upon you. Your singleness, you being single is powerful. You don't have a mate. You don't have someone to hold you down. In a good way, I'm not talking about a bad way, but you don't have that response. You don't have a mate. You're, you're single. You're by yourself. You don't have to. Maybe you have a desire to be married. That's fine. But right now you're not. You can't change that because if you change it, if you do it in your own strength, you're going to manufacture something that you don't want and that you don't need. Be free to be free in your singleness. And when God is ready and you're ready, I should say when you're ready because God's always ready. When you're ready, He's got a funny way of introducing you to the person that you should be with. He has no problems interrupting your life and bringing you to that point. I want you to be free to be single. Single moms, single dads. You're still single. Put all your attention into your children. Put all your attention into the Lord and watch Him work through your life and bring permission. See, there's a special place, I believe, in His heart for single moms and single dads because of what the world and what the enemy has done. And that provision is available. Be free in your singleness. Father, in the name of Jesus, we speak to all those that are single here before us. And I say in the name of Jesus, release in your life. Release from the mandates that's been put on you. Release from the mantles of responsibility that's been falsely put on you. Release that in the name of Jesus. You be free in Jesus' name to be free to who you are. No more shackles. No more bondage. No more societal law standards put on you. Only one standard, His standard, the kingdom of God. Don't try to make it happen. Just receive what He wants to do in your life. Thank you, Lord. 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 In the name of Jesus. I heard a testimony the other day about a young woman who's single. She's got no kids. 
She graduated from Rama with us a couple of years after me. And she is blowing it up in another country. She's got, she handled, they handle millions of dollars, hundreds of, of, of kids, or maybe even thousands of kids. And she's single. Marilyn Hickey at the age of 64 or 65, her husband's gone home to be with the Lord. She begins to go overseas. She's done more for the kingdom of God in her latter years than she did in her earlier years. Singleness is not a curse. And I know, listen, I, I was single for a long time. I didn't play the dating game. I never did. I hated it. And there was always somebody trying to put some kind of mandate on me. Always somebody trying to put something on me. Something's wrong with you. And that I had to come to a place where I was secure in that place that the world says is insecure. Your security is in Him. It's not in who you is with you. It's in Him. Don't ever let anybody tries to put anything on you. You run. Don't receive it. Don't, re don't receive it at all. Just in the name of Jesus, I rebuke that. I don't want that. I'm not going to take that. Out of y'all, if you're willing to step forward, I have a prayer from the Lord to pray for you if you are going through loneliness. If in your singleness you are feeling completely droughted and lonely, I want you to come stand right here. I want to pray over you. heard the Lord say that the pressure of the society of the social light is what is making you feel lonely I heard the Lord say that what the enemy has done is he has brought to path all these ways in the natural for you to look and for you to see why you're not happy and it makes you feel lonely no amount of money no amount of men no amount of fleshly flesh, no amount of physical touch is going to fulfill that void that you have inside of you. The Lord says, you know it's me. You know it's me. That's he said, because I've came in before and I have fulfilled all of that that's in you and you have felt that fullness before from me. But then man came. A man touched you and man told you that he loved you and you forgot about the things that you felt whenever you would allow me to come into you and to fill those in you. So I just want to pray over you right now in the mighty name of Jesus. I bind up. I bind up the devourer coming before your eyes. I bind up the devourer coming across your thought path telling you that the things that you know of the flesh is what you are in need of. And we say no in the mighty name of Jesus. Our Heavenly Father is what gives us the desires of our heart, of our spirit, of our flesh, of our soul, all the intimacy that we ever could desire is fully fulfilled to us 
through our Heavenly Father right now in the mighty name of Jesus. I just stand in the gap with you and I just say no more. No more. No more are the ways of the world going to devour you, his children. In the mighty name of Jesus, I declare you strong. I declare you strong in the Word of God, even whenever your mind doesn't want to enter into the Word of God. I say your spirit man rise up and says, you just have forgotten who you are for a moment. Open that Word. Get in my living Word. Allow me to fill you. Allow me to flow in you. Allow me to be in you. Be what you want. Be what you need. Be what you desire. Be what you have to have. No mama, no daddy, no man, no woman, no children, nothing will fulfill the desires that he can fulfill in you. And with you just coming forward, I know that it's in you. I know you want it, even though your mind tries to tell you no. I know it's what you want, so I just stand with you in the name of Jesus. I just stand with you in the name of Jesus. thank you God I thank you God that right now your love your love will just flood them and overflow them right now with miracles and signs and wonders of who they are in you Christ Jesus that your love Father God will just flood them flood them from the top of their head to the bottom of their feet right now in Jesus name I want you to hold your head up high because this is a new year. You are strong and mighty. Don't let the enemy lie to you. You want to hold God. You got to hold God. You want a whole man. You don't want no half a man, no piece of nothing. You want to hold. God give us all of him. He loves you wholeheartedly. He said, let, let me put my love inside of you. Then you know what I have for you. No more guilt. No more shame.
Edis and Mike, y'all come up here for just a second, please. Bill and Carol, y'all come up here for us. Anytime you have something like this where there's freedom to minister and do what the Holy Spirit, what you feel like the Holy Spirit is saying, there's always the opportunity and the temptation to be offended because the enemy can take our words that we say and because of past hurts, past fears, present hurts, present fears, whatever, can twist them. But what I want to say to you is that nothing that we've said this morning to you guys individually is to embarrass you, but it's to celebrate you. And if you, I, I challenge you to be careful because in times past, it's easy to hear a word and get upset or get, I want to challenge you, don't do that. Maybe you don't even get a word this morning, but you did get a word. You've got the word. You've got the words that are coming forth. And I just want to challenge you, please don't let that take place. We're one love. In other words, this is coming from a place of love. I've gotten words before that I didn't necessarily agree with at that time because of something that was going on in me. And then when I got that straight, when I got that right, I realized that was right. We're here to celebrate each other. The early church, the early church was celebrating each other. They celebrated what God was doing. And she got a word this morning that she told me, she said, I believe that if we will prepare our hearts, then we will receive what the Lord wants to say to us by the preaching or the hearing or the reading of the word. And we also get ourselves in a position to receive provision and we put ourselves in a place to give from our from our place of provision but it comes from a, a heart that we prepare but when we say that it's real easy to say well your heart's not prepared you didn't prepare your heart Cornell but sometimes the things that affect your heart have nothing to do with you Maybe your heart's not right because it's not something you did but something that was done to you. And that's what the church is here for. We're not here to say you need to get your heart right. If your heart's not right, it's a deeper issue. There's something else. I want to find that. We want to find that. The Lord wants to find that and heal it. He wants to heal it. So.
2017 was a hard year. But he said, now I'm growing flowers up under your feet. I saw you pulling yourself out of quicksand. But he said, I was there helping you get out of that quicksand. Out of that quicksand, he said, you knew who you are in me. He said, you learned so much. He said, I was right there. I was right there by you, Evis. He said, I was right there. He said, I heard you every time. You said, Lord, I don't know what to do. I'm going to give up. He said, you going to give up in what? You can't give up in me. I saw him standing, pushing you. Go farther. He said, there's so much more inside. He said, this blanket that I took off of your head, Mike, you tried to put it back over your head because you was ashamed. He said, but there was nothing that you did wrong. He said, the devil came and he snuck in that crack with your marriage. He said, you know, the way you honor me, you need to honor your wife. He said, honor her. When the times you don't want to put up with him, he said, put up with him. He said, because he's a part of me. Would you want to bring dishonor to me? He said, of course you don't. Why would you do it to each other? He said, love your spouse. When he showed me the flowers up under your feet, he said, I'm taking you down a new path. He said, this path will bring you closer. And it would bring your children closer. He said, no more of the devil. He said, I'm so proud of you for standing strong because you said, Lord, I'm not going to continue to do this. He said, because you wasn't doing it. He was doing it. You were doing it through him. Your strength was gone. Your joy left. But he said, I'm bringing it back. He said, open up your heart to one another. You gotta open up your heart to one another. Because when I see you open up your heart, the children see you opening up your heart to one another. When I saw that blanket that you tried to put back on yourself, Mike, at first the blanket was blue, but then it turned gray, and then it turned black on one end. And he said, if you allow yourself to go back under this blanket, they will die spiritually. He said, you better step up off this blanket. He said, don't put the blanket back on because they need you. They need you. Don't let go. We need you. We're here for you guys. Satan is a liar. 
he's a liar. But all through this, God has shown you some things about yourselves that you're stronger than what you think you are. And he said, I'm proud of that. said, you're not a mistake. He said, you are not a mistake. He said, you are capable of doing what I called you to do. He said, I want you to speak to yourself every day and say, I am not a mistake. I was created for God. You was created for him, Sarah. There's nothing that you cannot do. When someone wants to put a label on you, in the name of Jesus, I am created by God. I don't have a label. I am strong and mighty. He said, you start walking with your head up. He said, I'm going to start speaking to you, Sarah. He said, I'm going to show you how to go. And when he said that to me just then, I saw you sitting at a desk, and you started to write. On the right side of you, there was the Lord. And behind you come up Satan. But the Lord said, at that moment, when you feel that, when you think that thought, you have that inside of you, in the name of Jesus, I am created by God. There is nowhere that your feet tread that you can't make miracles. He said, I love you, Sarah. And you are valued. You are strong. You are worthy. You are worthy, Sarah. You are my daughter. He said, I love you. How do you say it, modus operandi, or your mode of operation? But what's the other way you say it, modus operandi? Your, that's what I heard. Your modus operandi needs to change. You, you're, you're not an old fella. You just, you've lived a long time, so you've developed certain habits. And those habits aren't always, it's not that they're bad. It's just that they're Okay, it's not that they're bad, they're just not the best. They're not his best. And they may have worked in years past. But the Lord says, behold, I'm doing a new thing. A new thing. I, didn't, I don't hear that for everybody. I hear that for you. He's doing a new thing. But you've got to embrace that. You, you, and you want to embrace it. It's just 
scary. At this stage in life, it's scary. But he said, wouldn't you rather be the one that steps out than the one that stays in? You got to change the way you operate. And for us guys, that's, that's, not, that's the hard, sometimes the hardest thing for us is to change because men are, by nature, we are habitual creatures of, we, we, we go out, we, we do this, we do that, we have our modus operandi. You got to change that. But here's what he's saying. You're not going to change it in your own strength. He's not asking you to. He's just asking you to go, okay, Lord, what's next? What do you want me to do? And I know you're getting close to retirement. It's not coincidental that you're in this place. He's going to redeem your life. And you two, now I'm going to switch to you two. You two, your whole identity has been tied up them and guess what they all gone but one and she's about she's not going to be long she's going to be gone your identity everybody's identity everybody in the sound of my voice everybody's identity cannot be wrapped up in anything other than him I cannot allow my identity to be wrapped up as a husband. I cannot allow my identity to be wrapped up as a father. I can't allow my identity to be wrapped up as a pastor, an apostolic leader, a senior elder, and a leader of men and women in the church. I cannot do that because the minute I do that, I begin to put myself in a box. And he don't want us living in a box. He wants us living in our gift. And you have gifts and you have personalities and this is the year where you're going to see your personality and your gift come out. I believe that's part of the flower thing. Your personality, it's not that it's blooming like it's new. It's just like, oh, I didn't know that flower was there. You guys have a beautiful backyard. Y'all manicure that thing, and it's beautiful. And it's, it's just got all kind of gorgeous just flowers. And the way y'all manicure that and take care of it. But he says you're going to walk out in your backyard. I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm taking a big risk here, but I'm just going to say it. You're going to walk out in your backyard and you're going to see something you've never seen before. And I'm not talking about spiritually. I'm talking about literally. He's going to demonstrate to you what I'm saying. Lord, if I'm wrong, forgive me. But you're going to see something down there. Oh, I, I never saw that before. And he's talking about in your own life, but he's going to confirm it in your backyard. You're going to see something you haven't saw before. And you're going to be like, what is that? And that's what he, it's always been there. He's just going to develop it. I release that in both of you in Jesus' name. The mantles. The mantles of identity that's been placed on you, I'm removing that, I hear the Lord saying. In the name of Jesus, remove it. So don't try to put it back on. All you need to do is say, yes, amen, I receive. Yes, amen, I receive. Well, what's that going to look like tomorrow? Uh, we, tomorrow, we'll cross tomorrow when we get here. Yes, amen, I receive. The new identity. 
And it's not a new identity. It's just an identity that you've never really lived up under because you've always lived up under an identity that was placed upon you either by religion or either by yourself or by the enemy. But all that's gone. He's redeeming that. And behold, he's doing a new thing in you, Mike. A new thing. Received it. That ain't just me. That's the word of God. I received that for myself. I received that for you. I believe that. I put that on you. I put that mantle on you. You will release the old and you will see a new thing. And behold, he does it. You're going to look up and be like, whoa, there's that new thing. Behold, he's doing it. I put it on you in Jesus' name. you guys for a long time and you are creative you have such creative gifts you know while I was in Detroit my daughter gave me a Christmas present and it was some pencils it was a little art kit and she said dad you used to draw you to draw me something. And the Lord said, I've given you creative gifts. And heart de hope deferred makes the heart sick and you've forgotten about your creative gifts. And he said, it's going to be greater, greater, I haven't picked up that pencil yet because I'm like, Lord, I, I don't know where, how to start. I want to start with something simple, and, but I'm going to start. And he wants you to start. You know, I told you a long time ago, Mike, God's gift that he gave you, he don't take it away. His gifts and callings are without repentance. You remember that day? Father, we thank you for the joy of the Lord who is our strength and the joy being renewed and the creativity greater than ever beyond what you used to do. You know, I want to say something to the thing about uh, the wine. You know what makes that wine so good? It's down in that dark place, all those cobwebs and all that stuff around it. That's aging. And the stuff we go through, that's what makes it good. The stuff you've been through, that's what makes it good. So don't be discouraged about the stuff you've been through. All of us. That's what makes it good. The Lord was showing me the blanket that Inez was talking about. It's been your stage, the stages of grief and disappointments that's been in your life. It turned colors. There was times that it was a brighter color, then it was a gray, and then it was black. Those were the times you thought, I can't do this, do it. 
I just can't do it. But you did. With his help, you're still standing. He wants you to throw off that blanket and say, no more. I'm not doing this no more. God, you are God. I'm not. I can't control anything. I thought I could. <laughs> this is for me, too. This is for me. I received this word. This is a new year. This is a new day. We have a choice. We can stay under this dark blanket. And what is it accomplishing? But it's killing us. It's killing us. If we stay there, the enemy has won. We've got to say no. No. Satan, you are not winning. I belong to Jesus. My children, my grandchildren belong to Jesus. They were only loaned to us for a while. They're not ours. So why do we act like it? Why do we act like it? Why do we act like we have control? Why? I know what I've done. I've done it. And still at times I want to hang on. Because I say, God, you gave me this mother's heart. You gave, you gave your father's heart. And it's hard when they hurt it. They disappoint you. But God said, I have a plan. I have a plan. If you will obey me, if you will do and walk where I tell you to walk, I will take care of your children. Whatever concerns you, I will take care of it. That's my job. Your job is to walk into obedience. And I've given you word for the new year. You have a choice. You can stay under the blanket or you can say, Devil, you've been recognized. Now get out of here. No more. No more will I listen to you. You're a liar. You're a deceiver. And I will not listen anymore. My God knows. He said there's cause and effect. There's purpose for everything, good and bad. I control everything. And I have a plan. If you are willing to obey, you will eat the good of the land, he says. And you will have your children and your children's children and your children's children. I promised. It's a promise you can take hold of. No matter what you see, no matter what you hear, speak my word. My word is powerful. It produces. It will not come back void to me. No matter what it looks like. Smells like, tastes like, it, it's truth. It's truth, and God, and God will perform what he said he will perform in your life. The promises he's given you, begin to speak them again. Begin to have hope again. Hope deferred, and that's what you guys had. 
Makes the heart sick. And you've been fighting each other. Don't fight each other no more. I said, I can bless unity. I will bless your home. I will bless your hands. I will bless everything you undertake if you will come into unity and speak my word over everything in your life. Amen. 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 Let me tell what I heard for you three. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, <clears throat> he says, Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God. For no one understands him. However, in the Spirit he speaks mysteries. Not mysteries from you, but mysteries for you. But he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men. What's been prophesied this morning, what's been spoken this morning, hopefully has been for edification, exhortation, and comfort. Even if it seems like, well, be careful, or I hear the Lord saying you should do, or maybe you should think about, or this is the year for this, or no more this and that, even that is for edification, exhortation, and comfort. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. You three, there's been things put on you that were wrong. You've lived your whole life. You're younger than they are, but just go with me, okay? You've spent your whole life with this thing on you. You've spent your whole life with this thing on you. And now the Lord says that the key is to build yourself up on that most holy faith by praying in the Holy Spirit. You pray in tongues, and that word edify means to rebuild and to restructure physically, mentally, and emotionally. See, you don't need nothing spiritual. Your spirit is in tune with God. It is alive unto God. That's what the Bible teaches. But you can grow in that. Your, your mind, your will, your emotions, your body. But that word edify is not just spiritually. It's every realm of your life. When you pray in tongues, you're building your body. The body, your molecules in your body respond to you praying in the Spirit. The atmosphere that you are in responds to you praying in the Spirit. When you pray in tongues, your mind has to shut up. It has no choice but to line itself up with what your spirit is praying because your spirit is alive unto God. And so I heard him say for you three, pray in tongues. Well, I don't. What do I do? Pray in Tongues. Well, I've always felt like this. It's always been said, pray in tongues. 
That's the way. Even, even as long as you've been walking underneath this thing, when you pray in tongues, it's going to break that thing. You're going to see things, understand things. You won't even be able to necessarily articulate what it is that's happening in you. But when you pray in the Spirit, because your spirit is not who you are or who's been told to you. That's the real you. And you've been operating under this influence, and that's going to change if you pray in tongues. Father, in the name of Jesus, just lift your hands up to the Lord and just say, I receive it. Everything that you have for me, I receive it, Lord, in Jesus' name. That thing that's lingered is leaving. That thing that's lingered, it's leaving. Don't let it linger. Don't let it stay. It's leaving. You will have many marvelous opportunities to doubt. You will. You'll have many. It don't work. I don't feel nothing. You pray in the Spirit, and I guarantee you, you will feel something. You may not feel something for five minutes. You may not feel something for five hours. But you keep praying, not from a works mentality, but from an obedience mentality. You keep praying, and you remind yourself, when I pray in tongues, this goes for everybody. When I pray in tongues, the Bible said, turn to your neighbor and say, the Bible says that I edify myself. Tongues is a very selfish thing that the Lord gave us because it don't edify you because there's some things that I'm not responsible for. But the Holy Spirit, only the Holy Spirit can do that. I mean, my God, we ought to be the most tongue-talking church ever. Sobro, See, I'm building myself up. I'm releasing something in me that's releasing something in the natural that I can articulate. We don't place enough emphasis. Somebody told me one time, they said, you place too much emphasis on the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues. And at that point in my ministry, I had only preached about it one time. And I said, oh, no, 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 we had not talked about it enough. Because we've, we hide from it. We ought not talk about that because it's scare folk. Well, you know what? Some things you need, you got in you, you need to get let go. It's not so much that it scares you. It's that it shocks you. And that's exactly what he's trying to do is shock some things out of us. In the name of Jesus. Come on, just lift your hands and just say, Lord, I receive it all. Come on, Lord, I will let my voice ring out to you. Oh, 
Thanksgiving and worship. Oh, I make a decision. Oh, I will rise. I will rise. I will rise. Oh, I will rise. you to be exalted above measure. And I'm not talking about pride. People think that Paul's thorn in the flesh was pride, but it's not. Lord knows I don't have time to go into that. But he said, lest I be exalted above measure, there was sent to me a messenger of Satan sent to buffet me. Why would Satan try to get you out of the thing that he knows is going to destroy your life? No. It wasn't because he was in pride. Because if you're in pride, the enemy's going to fan that because we know that pride causes destruction. No, when everybody's in a seated position, see right now she's a target because she's standing up. She's been exalted above the measure. Well, who does she think she is? So the enemy sins to attack her. No, he wants you to be exalted. He's made provision. He's already exalted you and me. It's just sometimes we just don't realize it and we don't walk in it. We've been seated in heavenly places. Come on, I will rise. I will step. This year I will step into everything you have for me. Everything through the knowledge of Jesus Christ, I will rise. Oh, I will rise. Oh, I will receive. Oh, I will receive and rise. I will receive, I will rise, I will receive, I receive in Jesus' name. I receive it. I receive it. That's all you got to do. That's all we have to do. Just I receive it. I receive it in Jesus' name. I receive it.
because there's no God like Jehovah. There's no God like Jehovah. Say it. There's no God like Jehovah. There's no God like Jehovah. There's no God like Jehovah. Behold, he comes riding on a cloud, shining like the sun. As the trumpet calls, so lift your voice. It's the year of Jubilee. Out of Lion's Hill, salvation comes. Thank you, Lord. Cornell. Second Peter 1, 3 says, As his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who's called us by glory and virtue, by which we have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. I said all that to say that it comes through the knowledge of Jesus Christ. The knowledge of Jesus Christ. The knowledge of Jesus Christ. That in Him, it's in Him, it's not in us, it's not in what we do. Everything that is in us is because He's in us through that knowledge, through that knowledge. Lord, we just declare that we desire to know You more intimately this year. We want to know, we receive everything that You've done for us and in us, and now we want to step into everything You want to do through us. We receive it right now. In the name of Jesus. Amen, amen. Well, let me do announcements first since um, they're passing out the, the little cards. It, this card right here, it just has the, the One Life groups that we're going to be doing. They start next week, so not this upcoming week, uh, uh, the following week. So where it says January 14th, that's just stating that none of them start on that day. It's just that that's the start of that week. So if you look at the dates, that Thursday, that two on that Wednesday, and then two on that Tuesday. So we're going to be announcing more details about the, about the groups next Sunday, so we just wanted to get this in your hands. If you don't have one, um, there's some more up there. You can just get one on the way out. Um, um, the Sweeney's have been passing out um, contribution statements, you know, tax statements basically for your contributions. If you didn't already get one, earlier. Um, I think they're still back there on the, the back and they're going to be passing them out after service. So just get with them if you didn't already get your contribution statement and they'll get it to you. And I think that's, I think that's it as far as announcements are concerned. Am I missing something? But I want to say something. Since Christmas Eve, 
Everybody say, I have you and me have been responsible for giving shelter to eight homeless individuals. One, two, three. Three families, eight individuals. Now, this isn't an ongoing thing. It's just something that was the Holy Spirit was breathing on. But God's doing something in that with us. So we want to give you the opportunity to give into that if you want to. So on the envelope, if you want to give extra, <laughs> extra, you want to give a little extra into that, just notate on there, just put benevolence slash homeless, whatever. We're praying through what the Lord wants to do with that, but there is a burden on our heart to not just provide for the natural, but to provide something spiritually for these folks. And God's doing something. God has already birthed that in some of our hearts, and so we're praying through that. But, hey, listen, this is an organic thing, and some of these families, listen, Jesus never corrected until he connected. People, homeless people don't care what you know. They only care what you do for them at that moment. But if we provide that for them, and we love them, one love, if we love them, then I believe God will create the opportunity and the ministry for us to be able to help them in every realm of their life. Amen? Amen. Brother Don, would you come forward? And just to piggyback on that, um, so... We're still going to be going to the uh, Rehabilitation Center of South Georgia. We're kind of switching the days up a little bit. This week it's going to be the fourth Sunday, and we may, like, transition back to the second Sunday. But we're not going to be doing it first Sunday just because of some, some conflicts uh, as far as things that happen a little bit later in the evening on the first Sundays. But if you're interested in going to uh, the Rehabilitation Center, just let me know. Um, and I can just, you can just either meet us there or come with us. But this, this month we're doing it fourth Sunday, all right? And anybody's, anybody's welcome to come if you want to come. At the end of the day, really, we're just going. We're, you know, so we'll either play games or, you know, do something with them. And at the end, we just have time where we get to just sit with them, talk with them, and pray with them. And to be honest with you, they really, I mean, more so than anything, just being there, having somebody that they can talk to and somebody that's actually going to pray with them and mean it, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, that means, it means the world to them, it really does, so, you know, just, again, that's something, just as Pastor, you know, was talking about, you know, ministering to those that are homeless and providing a need, you know, this is a need, you know, and it's just, hey, we're just doing it organically as the Lord kind of leads, it's kind of, you know, kind of flowing with a little bit, I wanted to be more consistent, like, this is the first Sunday, we're going to do it every first Sunday, it hasn't really worked out that way, it's kind of changed a little bit, but, hey, it is what it is, all right? Amen. Well, let's just lift up our offering to the Lord. Even if you don't have it, let's just lift it up in faith. Amen. <laughs> well, Father God, we thank you. We thank you for what you're doing today, what, what, what you did, that, 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 that your desire is you just want to restore us. You just want to renew us. You want to refresh us. <laughs> you know, I was, I was just picturing it's like, you know, in the natural, we just get a little dirty. We get yucky, sweaty, you know, whatever, and you just... You just, today, you just washed over us. 
you know, with, with words that came in love from brothers and sisters. So we just, we thank you, Jesus, <laughs> that you're a giver, that you gave of yourself, and you're, you're continually giving yourself. You're continually chasing us and pursuing us in love. So we thank you that we have the ability to give back, Father, that that, that, that portion is able to do these things. It's able to touch people where they're at. It's not just a, hey, Jesus loves you, but it's, hey, Jesus loves you, and here's something. Here's a need that's met. And we thank you for that, 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 that your name would be advanced in this earth, and it starts here. It starts in our lives. It starts as we are lifting up and praying for each other, and it, and it starts in this region that, that we get to meet needs, and we thank you for it. We bless it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come forward. There's no God like Jehovah. 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 There's no there's no one like Jehovah. 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 There's no Shining like the sun, or as the trumpet calls, and lift your voice, it's the year of Jubilee. Oh, out of science, here salvation comes, and behold, he comes, and riding on the clouds, or shining like the sun, and as the trumpet.
Father, we just release your anointing today. We declare that there's no God like Jehovah. You are Father God. You are the awesome one. You have created us for such a time as this. And we walk in it this year, this season. All power has been released into God's people. We call forth One Love City Church to occupy and show the love of our Jehovah. For there's no God like him. There's no God like him. There's no person like you because he's in you. There's no one like you with your power. You have been released. You have the keys to release his power, his authority, his love, his preciousness, his love, his grace, waves of mercy, waves of grace. So we declare as we depart from this place, Father, you go with us. You lead us and guide us into truth. You bring us to every opportunity to rejoice in who you are. For there is no God like my Jehovah. Yeah, worship. Lift him up. Praise him. Shout the name of Jesus. There's no God like him. Shining like the sun, and I'm the trumpet. 